0: Hello and welcome to That Voice in the Crowd, episode six. Uh, It's been a while. Uh, I think it's been nearly a month now since uh, episode five. I do apologise for that and uh, I'm going to try and be a bit more regular in future. But today we have uh, a very dear friend of mine joining us. uh, And that friend is Connor Jewell. Connor, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, thank
1: you, Chris. It's been bubbling
0: through life. How have you been doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Um, Obviously going into the second lockdown, it's not the easiest thing to take on board. No. Um, obviously, we're in two very different situations, myself being in Manchester, obviously a big metropolitan city. Um, I assume you're still living in Bridgewater?
1: Yeah, just outside
0: of it. Yeah, yeah, I do. So, have you, you know, what has lockdown meant for you? Have you, I know you've changed jobs recently, am I right?
1: Yeah, I it was actually today. I've started my new job oh, doing deal. dairy farming. Okay, having the joys of starting at four in the morning. Yeah, and milking cows. Yeah, <laughs> um, I have to go to bed early and getting up early has not been the most fun experience of my life, but we get on with it.
0: Yeah, no, of course you you know you have to do what you have to do uh, in yeah. the in these kind of times. So uh, you know, for people watching, uh, you'll have read the title. Um, this episode is called How Bad Do You Want It? Um, Connor and myself, we met in college uh, a little, probably over three years ago now, getting towards four it, years it ago. It must be, about, yeah,
1: it was three years, September. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, that's crazy, crazy.
1: It is ridiculous to think it's been that long.
0: Yeah, um, but essentially we both started out uh, playing rugby at college, as you do, and um I think you'll admit as well we weren't exactly the first names on the team sheet.
1: Uh, well, for myself, that was uh, actually the first time I'd played any oh, yeah of course of rugby. Yeah, no. so it, it was a hell of a step, sort of going from nothing to playing with a bunch of lads that know each other. Yeah, from inside and outside of college. And no rugby inside and out and me being stood there not knowing anything about
0: the sport. Yeah, of course, because we had guys that were in professional academies at that point yeah. as well, didn't we? Um, but yeah, so that was essentially how Connor and myself met. And I think it was fair to say we were both sort of underdogs of the team. Um,
1: I would quite happily say that. Yeah.
0: Uh, but there again, we both did want to be on the team. We both you know wanted to be playing matches we wanted to be on the first team as well the, the system that we had at the time was that essentially the first team was correct me if i'm wrong here connor the first team was the one that they put the effort into so to speak and then the seconds was yeah. the guys that weren't going to make the bench for the first team um so yeah we had quite a few second team games together um, yeah, there
1: was a fair few
0: Funnily enough, I think we actually played our first and last matches at college together because the first game we played was a second team match in Exeter, and then the last was against that touring team that I wasn't meant to play in, but I turned and you up still to watch.
1: Found a pair of boots and turned up. <laughs> and
0: ended up wearing Mike's boots. Yeah. No. Yeah, it... I, yeah, it was right actually. Yeah, you know, we went away to.
1: I can't remember. It was actually Exeter. College. Yeah, I
0: think it was Exeter. Got absolutely uh, that was the uh, first
1: proper rugby match of my life, which was a very interesting experience it, to jump it, into at that stage.
0: Yeah, in at the deep end. Yeah, definitely so. Definitely. Um, well, obviously with that backstory, um, the title is, as I've said, How Bad Do You Want It? And like I said, we we both wanted to be on the team. We wanted to be getting minutes.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think it was, you know, if you could put it into a film, sort of those two years... I think it would be fair to say that we did give it a bloody good shot. You know, we were in the gym very often. We were training. Definitely.
1: So we, we were both putting in a lot of work for it. Yeah. Looking back now, I could have put more in myself. I'm not too sure about yourself. But I know from what I was given at that time, it was still a lot.
0: Yeah, definitely. And obviously coming from nothing to everything, almost to yeah. yourself. Um, and I suppose that ties quite well into you know, sort of your life story, let's call it. You know, since I've since I've known Connor, uh, for the people listening, he's been a, uh, a massive advocate, maybe not advocate, but your dream is essentially to be a Royal Marine, uh, a yeah, commando.
1: Still working towards that very slowly.
0: Absolutely. Um, but I've seen the work that you've been putting in for that. And, you know, in the three years that I've known you, it's something that, you know, is prevalent almost every day in your life, whether it's with training, whether it's with, you know, you've got a medical coming up or something like that. And so maybe a subtitle or an alternative title to this episode could be how bad do you need to want it? Yeah. In order, obviously, for something like the Royal Marines, they're, you know, an elite, and the elite of the elite unit. You know, you don't get much higher than them. Not really, Um, no. So... I suppose when you're in Wales up a mountain, you know, in sort of knee-deep snow, you're going to need to want it. Sort of yeah, talk, talk you, us you, you through can't a bit. You not have
1: any sort of doubts in your mind. You need to know 100% that this is what I want to do. And I might feel crap about my position where I am now. I might be cold, wet and hungry. Yeah. But I'm still wanting that end goal and the end goal is going to be worth everything that I'm putting in now. Absolutely. That I have already put in.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, this, this podcast, I try to make as inclusive as possible. And of course, you know, that kind of mindset applies to every aspect of life, you know, whether you want to be a Royal Marine, whether you want to be a professional rugby player, a professional track and field athlete, you know, whether you want to be the CEO of a company, whether you want to start up your own business, it really doesn't matter. That mindset of being able to wholeheartedly say, this is what I want to do with complete conviction, is uh is something that i think is potentially lacking uh slightly or has been lacking um and was something i definitely saw throughout college and a bit of first year university as well there was quite a big sentiment in uh in sort of first year here that obviously it doesn't count it doesn't go towards any kind of final grade so why do we need to try you know as long as we turn up and skim past and yeah. it's, you know, conversations that I've been having with myself recently, because um, obviously second year, it ramps up, we get more work. And you do get those doubts naturally of, is this what I want to do? And, you know, going into the second lockdown, I think really provoked those questions again for me of, you know, do I want to be at university? Do I want to, you know, be doing what I'm doing right now? Because uh, obviously, you know, I've got all these other things with athletics, with the podcast now as well, of course, Um but I think the thing for me was, I really want a degree.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: it's a, there's no necessarily other way of going about it, is that, you know, I don't, no one in my immediate family has sort of a, a Bachelor of the Arts degree. So, you know, that's something that, you know, it's almost a chip on the shoulder. You know, I want to be... Yeah. The,
1: Elevates of, you among, amongst your family in a way.
0: Yeah, or at least, you know... You know, I know, obviously, my parents have done huge amounts to be able to provide for myself and my brothers, uh, yeah. you know, growing up. But, of course, the natural way forward is to push that even further. And um, and I think that is certainly something that alongside, obviously, the podcast and athletics, something that I really want to do. Because I feel like if I quit university, um, what is there to do? Find a job, yeah. you know... Second lockdown, there's not much. But there, at the same there isn't
1: time, a, go, a lot going at the moment, and there isn't a lot really you can be doing outside of work either.
0: No, exactly. But at the same time, you know, maybe that sounds like I I feel trapped. I don't feel trapped here. You know, it's um, it's a strange thing, but you know, it's it's allowing me to have tunnel focus, tunnel vision with um yeah. with what I'm doing, and of course, you know, I assume you've sort of moulded your life around that now your job is aiding you getting to the marines yeah it, or aiding it's the lifestyle, me, rather.
1: from starting at sort of four in the morning i'm finishing at 12 yeah at midday so that's still giving me a bit of daylight time now we're going into winter
0: yeah
1: and a bit of normal time to still get my training done yeah uh, definitely start running start getting my press-ups and sit-ups sorted
0: yeah yeah, no, that's, um, it's definitely something I feel that's really important is when you do sort of latch onto a goal and it's something that you want to focus on, you know, and want to devote your life to. Um, some people might, might say it's a calling, but you, at least in my case, I feel like I've sort of moulded my life to be able to, oh, what's the word here, to be able to you know, squeeze everything I can out of athletics, um, yeah. you know, be able to, you know, start putting these blocks in place with the podcast, be able to be able to get a degree done, you know, and get and get that uh that certificate at the end of it. So, you know, everything I do is sort of with that in mind. Yeah. And you know, of course it's the same for yourself.
1: Um Yeah, I can definitely relate to that one.
0: Yeah, definitely. And so you know, moving on to, uh, to sort of current events and how, how we can link how bad do we want it to current events. Um, have you seen the news today at all? Uh,
1: I haven't, to be honest. No. I haven't really had the time to sit down and watch the news recently.
0: No, I think it was... I assume it was the 6 o'clock news um, that I got the notification, but apparently a vaccine has been found for COVID, yeah. or one of the many vaccines has been proven to work very well and like i said i've not watched the actual news clip i've sort of read the article but i think the prime minister announced it was i think it was something like 90 percent effective um but obviously it was still i'm not sure what stage it's at in the trials you know whether it's you know gone into clinical trials or human trials or whatever um but obviously it's not a full solution vaccines uh, never a hundred percent there's
1: never going to be with something like this there's never going to be one simple solution that's going to fix everything there's going to have to be similar to what we're doing now yeah and um, with the vaccine coming in you're going to have to have sort of two or three different fail safes that exactly as we all know not every person's the same no exactly So you're going to have to have different things that will work for different people
0: yeah yeah and i think If we look at sort of, let's call it the mentality of the nation towards this, obviously everyone wants to be back to normal um, or rather starting afresh now, sort of post-COVID. It it seems quite prevalent to me that the mentality of the nation is not where it needs to be. You know, if we really want to stop stop this virus people do need to stay home people do need to wear masks people do need to do what the government are telling them you know whether we agree with it or not you know the how bad do we want it situation here is very much a collective rather than individual
1: it almost seems to me that people need to have that urge to want it to look long term Mm, as opposed to looking short term because especially with a lot of people I know It's been, as we've been allowed out for a few weeks, they've taken advantage of it and pushed it too far. Exactly. Um, People everywhere have been doing that across the country and are just furthering the spread of it. And if we were looking long-term and actually wanting to go back to normal properly, just for the short term, stay inside a bit longer, wear a mask, don't go to the pub so much, don't go out drinking. Fine, you might lose out a couple of months of this year, but it's going yeah. to go back to normal properly sooner.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: And it will stay normal longer then as well, as opposed to it's going to spike again and we all have to lock down yet again probably.
0: Exactly. You know, it was it was crazy. I went to Asda uh, just after I trained today. And obviously it's a inner city Asda, so you know, there's going to be naturally more people there, but you honestly would not think there's a pandemic on other than the masks. You know, it is quite worrying, it is worrying, you know, having to go into those situations. And I think what really struck me is, you know, going back to that people's mentality, obviously they have a a guy on the door now, uh, making sure everyone goes in with masks and everything like that. But I'm still in the queue waiting for uh, self-service and... (laughs) Obviously, self-service is next to the entrance, so I'm watching people come in, and the number of people that walk in and immediately take their masks off is astounding.
1: Yeah. Really, it really astounding. It sounds
0: well. um, and, you know, it, it is quite selfish in a way. Um, yeah. You know, purely because some people are uncomfortable doesn't mean... I'll tell you what this does. This reminds me of playing junior rugby... We're talking maybe 14 years old, her. And the line the coach told us was... It was one of those where, um, you know, it's like, go do a lap, warm up, whatever. And obviously there are some idiots in the group that go sprinting off round. I remember we get back and the coach has a right go at us. Um, And, you know, there's a couple of lads still finishing, you know. I mean, you know yourself, the kind of guys that I'm on about. And he has a right go, the coach has a right go at us. Like justified, I might add. Um, Yeah. But the line he said was, only go as slow as your slowest, as our slowest player.
1: Yeah, you only go as fast as your
0: slowest man. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I know obviously that was meant in a rugby term, but I do think it applies here, you know. We need to be... It applies in...
1: it's. Obviously, the initial intention of it is about speed and running. Yeah. But it has got so many more applications in life. Exactly. In- it's probably one of the most main quotes, in my opinion, for team and just life in general.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And obviously, if we take that and apply it to the country in this situation at the moment, you know, people like myself, yourself, who are perfectly healthy, Um, you know, more than healthy, obviously, you know, we we work out, we train. So, naturally, we may be asymptomatic if we did get uh, COVID. However, we need to be acting as though we are 80-year-old Doris who can't go out and see anyone because she's got a fragile immune system. And that's where the selflessness, I think, comes into, you know, what we're talking about here with sort of our our everyday actions and what we need to be doing. And it is... The onus is very much, I know obviously there's a lot of talk at the moment about young people being blamed for the spread of the co- uh, virus and, you know, students being blamed. And everyone, you know, I think throughout history looks for a scapegoat for a problem. Yeah. But at the same time, it is a responsibility to our generation, sort of this 18 to 25 category, because we are you know, biologically the strongest in sort of the world.
1: Yeah.
0: And so that therefore puts a responsibility on us to sort of set the example for other people.
1: Yeah, Um, we need to look after other people a bit more as well because we've got more of a capability of doing
0: that. Yeah, exactly. You know, if we take that back to the example with rugby, you have the fastest winger, you know, jogging at the back with the slowest prop. and What does that say, you know?
1: yeah
0: um but obviously you know we uh we have to do our best, and our best is all we can ask of ourselves um I think you know this has been i mean just moving on slightly now um a pretty intense weekend you know yeah obviously uh Remembrance remember it's sunday um you know we we send thanks and and are hugely grateful to. Our troops and soldiers all across the world um, for their service, past and uh, present. Yeah. Um, and obviously Saturday, what a day! Um, the announcement not, uh, of Joe Biden as the president of the United States of America, president elect. Sorry, of the United yeah, it, States.
1: He's not official yet, is
0: it? No, of course. Well, it is official that he's, uh, however, yeah, he he's president elect. However, he won't be inaugurated. Yeah. Yeah. hell of a
1: step that was.
0: It was a, uh, yeah. So from Wednesday to Saturday was a squeaky bum time for the US.
1: um, Watching the, uh, sitting there looking at the US election results and not seeing Mm. any more announcements. No. Seeing them all stuck there. None of the uh, states announcing their results. No. And hoping for the right ones to come through blue.
0: Exactly. And um, I think that says a lot about the mentality of the US. Obviously, you know, Trump did win 70 million votes, I think it was. Biden overall had 74 million. Um, So, of course, it's, you know, relatively even if we look at the popular vote. But if you look at what maybe Democratic Americans or just general Americans on the whole are saying... You know, equality, you know, to stamp out racism, um, everything like that. And we take the question again, how bad do they want it? How bad do they want to, you know, get rid of institutionalised racism? How bad do they want, uh, I can't think of anything else, uh, improved healthcare, perhaps? Um,
1: yeah.
0: And I think this is definitely a step in the direction of showing the, the general opinion. And of course, that's what, you know, Uh, votes for presidents, prime ministers, general elections of four.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, and so how bad do they want it? It would seem quite a lot. Um,
1: I I would agree with you there. They've completely changed their president now. Yeah. They've gone for a completely different direction in life. They're showing going with the institutionalised racism the way that they're protesting and showing the importance of the Black Lives Matter movement, Mm. to me, they are showing that they need, they not only want it, but they need it.
0: Yeah, definitely,
1: definitely. Um, They're also showing that they're willing to do whatever it takes to get that.
0: Yeah, and I think that brings us pretty well onto the final part of the show. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about where I got, the name for the show, How Bad Do You Want It? Um, or How Bad Do You Need To Want It? And it's actually from a book I've been reading uh, by Matt Fitzgerald. Uh, it's also called How Bad Do You Want It? Um, it's quite an academic, not an academic book, but it talks about the psycho analysis of endurance athletes. Um, so it talks about the mentality and everything that goes into that with endurance athletes, whether it's triathletes, marathon runners, um, everything along that line. Um, and the science that goes in behind that, obviously there's only so many energy gels you can have. There's only so many bowls of pasta you can eat the night before a race. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I, I would really recommend it to, uh, to people listening. And of course I'll link it in the, um, in the YouTube description. But that was sort of where I got the name, How Bad Do You Want It? And I think, in a way, we've answered it, you know, with just how... In a way, we've answered it with what we want to do in life. Um, You know, whether it's... You know, it can be on so many different layers, whether it's being a Marine, whether it's being an athlete, whether it's... A CEO or, you know, a president, even. It, and it doesn't even need to be that big a thing.
1: Yeah. Even looking sort of from my own life, going from starting rugby for Hewish and then going on to play for Morganians,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my, my, my local teams, and just looking and thinking, right, I want that number five shirt.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: And throughout going from starting in the January to not really knowing what's going on, looking at it badly, and knowing that's where I want to be and spending pre-season from about July through to September doing nothing but running, getting fitter, going to the gym and training on everywhere that I'm weakest. Yeah. To make sure I'm the best player that I can be and then ending up starting for Morganians in the start of the season.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's an incredible thing when when people achieve it and this is actually something that i've been thinking about quite recently obviously you know producing podcasts i naturally watch a lot of podcasts um recently i've been watching one uh f- by a former nfl player pat mcafee who was an who punted for the colts uh, i think for maybe about eight seasons um realistically he actually cut his career short. Um yeah. you know, punters can easily go twenty years in the NFL, but he found his passion with creating content, you know, broadcasting, everything in that vein. And I look at sort of some of these podcasters and, you know, some of the comedians I follow, people like that, and obviously, you know, I want to be on that level. I want to be reaching yeah. that kind those kind of numbers. Um you know being able to self-sustain the podcast i.e the podcast is bringing in money to pay for itself you know because yeah. obviously it, it unfortunately it's not free to produce a podcast um it's actually not. but you know and again that links into uh the merch that i'm trying to bring out in fact whilst we're on that point um i did get i did receive three sample pieces um which i've been waiting on for a long time Uh, I think it was Friday or Saturday. Um, Amazing quality, I will say. A really amazing quality. Um, I'm not exactly sure when I'm going to be able to bring it out. The only trouble I'm having at the moment... I know, I know. (laughs) um, The only trouble I'm having is just production time. Because it took about two months for that to to come. So... I'm going to keep, uh, I'm going to look again with the guys I'm with at the moment. Um, If not, then I can obviously look elsewhere. But merch will come out, hopefully before Christmas, because, of course, you know,
1: it can be
0: a eh? a present for your mummy, your daddy, your (laughs) bald-headed granny, everyone like that. Um, But no, I I am working on it, and hopefully I will have it out by Christmas. If not, then absolutely in the new year early in the new year Um, but obviously I want to keep bringing the best kind of content that I can and you know once we get into stuff like merch I want to be bringing the best kind of product that I can yeah so general plans for the podcast Um, I'm hoping it's not going to be on this episode but hopefully on future episodes I will actually be able to get a, a video stream or something like that, so you know you can actually watch the conversation on YouTube. Um, but like I said, that's something I've got to work on. Hopefully, I can get some uh, some kind of better recording equipment as well, because <laughs> you know, recording it literally on my phone is not the it's not the most ideal way to do it.
1: Good on Skype doing bits though.
0: Absolutely, um, and of course, regularity of shows. I do realise that this has been about coming up to nearly a month now. Since uh, episode five, and I do apologise because I know that um, I know that some people are really into the series now. But I will be trying to make the videos more regular. Please do be patient with me, though. Uh, obviously, uni work and athletics does sort of have to take priority. But you know, I am working towards it. I absolutely am. Um. Do you, Connor? Are you producing anything at the moment?
1: You know, uh, the, I'm not myself. No, I, it's never really been something I've ever thought about personally.
0: No, fair enough.
1: As I I tend to listen to people and uh, use that to influence my life and motivate me, but I've never been one for chucking any of my personal messages out there.
0: No, fair enough. I mean, it is. It it does require a lot of time, um, and of course, I'm not trying to, you know, blow smoke up my own ass. But it's um.
1: You
0: do that well enough already, Chris. Anyway. <laughs> no, I I honestly just do want to try and make a positive difference, and that's the um, that is sort of the aim of the show is to make a positive difference through uh, through shared experience, and of course that's why I have guests on here because um, you know being able to share our experiences, uh, your personal experiences, uh, it really does help. Um, I, I do get actually quite a few messages from people saying how much it helps. And yeah. it is the simple things as well of, like, um, I thought I was the only person that this happened to, or I thought I was the only one that was doing this.
1: It, it's silly things like that, that as somebody that's listened through all your podcasts already, it, it's hearing that actually I'm not alone with this.
0: No, Exactly.
1: It, I have found myself in situations where I thought I can't go to anyone. Nobody knows what this is going to be like.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: And I listen to something like your podcast and realize actually I am not. There have been people that have gone through it before, yeah, and it's helped me find ways of getting through that stage yeah. of my life of getting over that hurdle yeah. and cracking up with it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know, I appreciate what you just said there very much because, of course. If I said at the start of this, you know, when I make the first episode, and I'm pretty sure I actually said it in the first episode that if I can make a change through this podcast to one person's life, then that's a win. you know it doesn't matter if you know we're a year down the line and I'm getting a million followers or whatever, um however unrealistic that may be, but
1: we'll see what happens Chris we'll see what happens you
0: know we'll see what, yeah no exactly, we'll see what happens um. But like I said, if I can make a change to one person's life, then I consider that a win. And, you know, the numbers aren't a massive thing with me. It's just... It's nice to have, of course, but, you know, it's not the driving force behind this. The driving force is very much just trying to make a change.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, go and follow Connor on his Instagram. I can't remember what your Instagram handle is, but of course... <laughs> Personally I can't either, off the top of my head. <laughs> but no, go and go and have a search, I'll stalk him out. Um There's
1: there's not much motivational stuff on
0: there, but <laughs> I think they're gonna have to work on that. <laughs> but yeah, no, of course. Yeah, so go follow Connor's Instagram. Um, follow uh we now we do we do have an Instagram page now, um at that voice in the crowd. All one word. Um also check out our website, TVITC dot um, you know, I appreciate everyone, you know, that goes and has a look. The link to all the previous shows is on the website as well, um, on the link tree there. Uh, like I said, uh, I'm going to try and get a video feed up for YouTube in the coming episodes. And I do promise I will try to be more regular with the episodes because of course I know that they bring value and you know, I'm grateful to those people who it does bring value to. So I will try my best to, you know, keep it up. But Connor, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank Um, you for having me, Chris. That's absolutely fine, mate. You're welcome back anytime you please. Um, One thing I'm going to try and do is uh, get some mugs sent out. Um, I don't know if it's not around me at the moment, but the that voice in the crowd mug um it's going to be the thing that i give to guests now so um you know previous guests i will try and get that out to you as well it may take a little bit of time um like i said the podcast does cost money but that will be our little present for the guests uh, that come on here they will be exclusive to the guests as well but no thank you once again for coming there. on and uh And we will see you on the next one.